Chapter Six of The Turn of the Tide. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Anna Derbyshire, Auckland, New Zealand. The Turn of the Tide by Eleanor H. Porter. Chapter Six. Margaret had been at home four weeks when the invitation for Patty, Arabella, Clarabella, and three of the Whalens to visit her finally left her mother's hands. There had not been a day of all those four weeks that Margaret had not talked of the coming visit. At first, to be sure, she had not called it a visit. She had referred to it as the time when Patty and the Whalens come here to live. Gradually, however, her mother had persuaded her to let them try it and see how they liked it and to this compromise margaret finally gave a somewhat reluctant consent mrs kendall herself was distinctly uneasy over the whole affair and on one pretext and another had put off sending for the proposed guests until margaret's importunities left her no choice in the matter not but that she was grateful to the two families that had been so good to margaret in her hour of need but she would have preferred to show that gratitude in some way not quite so intimate as taking them into her house and home for an indefinite period margaret however was still intent on divvying up and mrs kendall could not look into her daughter's clear blue eyes and explain why patty arabella clarabella and the whalens might not be the most desirable guests in the world it had been margaret's intention to invite all of the whalen family she had hesitated a little it is true over mike whalen the father you see he drinks and when he ain't asleep he's cross mostly she explained to her mother but we can't leave just him behind so we'll have to ask him course besides if he's going to leave here why he might as well come right now at the first no certainly we couldn't leave mr whalen behind alone mrs kendall had returned with dry lips so suppose we don't take any of the whalens this time just devote ourselves to patty and the twins to this however margaret refused to give her consent what not to take any of the whalens the whalens who had been so good as to give them one whole corner of their kitchen rent free certainly not she agreed however after considerable discussion to take only tom mary and peter of the whalen family leaving the rest of the children and mrs whalen to keep old mike whalen company for after all as she said to her mother if tom and mary and peter like it here the rest will they always like what tom does he makes em mrs kendall never thought of that speech afterwards without a shudder she even dreamed once of this all-powerful tom he stood over her with clenched fists and flashing eyes demanding that she divvy up to the last cent clearly as she understood that this was only a dream yet the vision haunted her and it was not without some apprehension that she went with margaret to the station to meet her guests on the day appointed a letter from margaret had gone to patty and one from mrs kendall to miss murdoch the city missionary who had been so good to margaret hottonsville was on a main line to new york and but a few hours ride from the city mrs kendall had given full instructions as to trains and had sent the money for the six tickets 
she had also asked miss murdoch to place the children in care of the conductor saying that she would meet them herself at the hottonsville station promptly in return had come miss murdoch's letter telling of the children's delighted acceptance of the invitation and almost immediately had followed patty's elaborately flourished scroll much obliged for the invite and wish a comin thanks clarabella arabella and patty at your service mrs kendall thought of this letter and of tom as she stood waiting for the long train from new york to come to a standstill then she looked down at the sweet-faced daintily gowned little maid at her side and shuddered it is one thing to carry beefy and wheelchairs to our unfortunate fellow-men and quite another to invite those same fellow-men to a seat at our own table or by our own fireside margaret and her mother had not long to wait tom whalen in spite of the conductor's restraining hand was on the platform before the wheels had ceased to turn behind him tumbled peter mary and clarabella while patty carefully guiding arabella's twisted feet brought up the rear there was an instant's pause then tom spied margaret and with a triumphant come on here she is the dose behind he dashed down the platform my but ain't you slick he cried admiringly stopping short before margaret who had unconsciously shrunk close to her mother's side hi there patty he called hailing the gleeful children behind him what would alice say if they could see her now there was a moment's pause eagerly as the children had followed tom's lead they stood abashed now before the tall beautiful woman and the pretty little girl they had once known as mag of the alley almost instantly margaret saw and understood and with all the strength of her hospitable little soul she strove to put her guests at their ease with a glad little cry she gave one after another a bear-like hug then she stood back with a flourish and prepared for the introductions unconsciously her words and manner aped those of her mother in sundry other introductions that had figured in her own experience during the last four weeks and before mrs kendall knew what was happening she found herself being ceremoniously presented to tom whalen late of the alley new york tom this is my dear mother that i lost long ago said margaret mother dear can't you shake hands with tom tom advanced his face was a fiery red and the freckles shone luridly through the glow proud to know you ma'am he stammered clutching frantically at the daintily gloved outstretched hand margaret sighed with relief tom did know how to behave after all she feared he would not and this is mary whalen and peter she went on as mrs kendall clasped in turn two limp hands belonging to a white-faced girl and a frightened boy and here's patty and the twins clarabella and arabella and now you know em all finished margaret beaming joyously upon her mother who was leaning with tender eyes over the little lame arabella my dear how thin your poor little chicks are mrs kendall was saying yes she is kind o picked volunteered patty miss murdoch says as how her food don't seem late you see she ain't over strong anyhow on account of them pointing to the little twisted feet and legs maybe maggie told you ma'am 
how arabella wan't finished upright and how her legs didn't go straight like ours added patty giving her usual explanation of her sister's misfortune yes choked mrs kendall hurriedly she told me that the little girl was lame now my dears we will go home mrs kendall hesitated and looked about her you-you haven't any bags or-or anything she asked them gee cried tom turning sharply toward the track where had stood a moment before the train that brought them and if tain't gone so soon gone the bag chorused five shrill voices sure nodded tom then with a resigned air he thrust both hands into his trouser pockets gone she is bag and baggage oh i'm so sorry murmured mrs kendall pooh tain't a mite o matter assured patty quickly you see there wa'n't nothin in it anyhow only a extra ribbon for arabella's hair then at mrs kendall's blank look of amazement she explained we only took it cause catches of ransky said folks allus took em when they went travelin so we fished this out o the ash barrel and fixed it up with strings and tacks we didn't have nothing ter put in it course all our clothes is on us we didn't need nothing else anyhow piped up arabella for all our things is pound clean we went to bed most all day yesterday so's patty could wash em yes yes of course certainly agreed mrs kendall faintly as she turned and led the way to the big four-seated carryall waiting for them then we'll go home right away to tom peter mary patty arabella and clarabella it was all so wonderful that they fairly pinched themselves to make sure they were awake the drive through the elm-bordered streets with everywhere flowers vine-covered houses and velvety lawns it was all quite unbelievable it's more like mont lawn than anything i ever see murmured arabella seems most though twas heaven and mrs kendall who heard the words reproach herself because for four long weeks she had stood jealous guard over this heaven and refused to divvy up its enjoyment the next moment she shuddered and unconsciously drew margaret close to her side patty had said gee whiz mag ain't you lucky whist i was a lost and founded the house with its great stone lions was hailed with an odd oh of delight as were the wide lawns and brilliant flower beds inside the house the children blinked in amazement at the lace-hung windows and gold-framed pictures and clarabella balancing herself on her toes looked fearfully at the woven pinks and roses at her feet and demanded don't walkin on em hurt em seems so twould she added her eyes distrustfully bent on margaret who had laughed and by way of proving the carpet's durability was dancing up and down upon it the matter of choosing beds in the wide airy chambers was a momentous one in the boys room to be sure it was a simple matter for there were only two beds and tom settled the question at once by unceremoniously throwing peter on to one of them and pummeling him with pillow until he howled for mercy the girls had two rooms opening out of each other and in each room were two dainty white beds here the matter of choosing was only settled amicably at last by a rigid system of counting out by any mini miny mo 
and even this was not accomplished without much shouting and laughter and not a few angry words margaret was distressed for a time she was silent then she threw herself into the discussion with all the ardor of one who would bring peace at any cost and it was by her suggestion that the eeny meeny miny mo finally won the day in her own room that night as she went to bed she apologized to her mother i'm sorry they was so rude mother i had forgot they was quite so noisy she confessed anxiously but i'll tell them to-morrow to be more quiet maybe they didn't know that little ladies and little gentlemen don't act like that End of chapter six